This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with Joseph Scrimshaw on Feral Audio. I am your host. I am still Joseph Scrimshaw. There's nothing I can do about that. This week's episode is full of magic and half-truths because it is all about Harry Potter. We recorded it live at Convergence, a great convention in Minnesota, with special guests Bill Corbett and Virginia Corbett and... A hundred or so very, very passionate Harry Potter fans. As always, you also hear our co-producer Sarah Meyer interviewing random human beings and seeing how they feel about Harry Potter. Do they love it? Do they hate it? Have they read the books or just watched the movies? Do they ship Harry and Hermione? Do they think the Deathly Hallows is an alt-rock band from 2002? We will find out. But before we slip through the magic portal at platform nine and three quarters, here are some quick feelings about Harry Potter from me. I am personally a big fan of Harry Potter. I think the books in particular do a great job of promoting empathy and understanding and providing lots of thoughts on how to deal with loss and discover your inner strength in the face of overwhelming struggle. It also provides quick insights into a person by just running down some of the standard Harry Potter things. For example, here's my Harry Potter profile. I believe the sorting hat would make me a Hufflepuff. Come at me, haters. For the spell Expecto Patronum, I believe my Patronus would be a squirrel. The happy memory I would cling to in order to make the spell work is the first time I heard my wife say the F word. And if I needed to split my soul into seven pieces in a desperate and vain attempt to live forever, here are the seven objects I would turn into horcruxes. My iPhone, a random frozen pizza, the original N64 cartridge for GoldenEye, my wedding ring, the first Yoda action figure I ever bought, the beer bottle opener my father gave me, and just to confuse anyone hunting for my horcrux, is I'd throw the last part of my soul into something weird. I would throw it into a DVD of the movie Sex and the City 2, where no one would ever expect to find it. Or maybe they would, and then I'd like double trick them. Double tricking is an official Harry Potter term. Anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about me. If you enjoy the Obsessed Podcast, you can support us by becoming a backer on Patreon, which is a crowdfunding service, not a spell from Harry Potter, as many people used to think. For as little as one buck a month, you'll get access to our monthly patron-only bonus episodes. Full info is on patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. Or you can support all of the artists on the Feral Audio Podcast Collective by shopping at Amazon through our portal. Just go to feralaudio.com, click the Support Our Artists button, and go buy anything on Amazon, and some of the money will go to supporting Feral Audio. It does not matter what you buy on Amazon. This week, I'm recommending you buy the Severus Snape Unique Custom Zippered Pillowcase. That's the whole title, which is just an 18-inch by 18-inch image of Snape's face. You can sleep warm knowing Snape's face still cradles yours after all this time, and indeed, always. Harry Potter reference. Shows! I do shows! I'll be at the Feral Audio booth at San Diego Comic-Con, meeting fans, signing things that you want me to sign, not signing other things. You can come up to me and say, don't sign this, and then I won't. It's a service I provide. Then I'll be back in L.A. for more shows, including the next edition of my comedy game show about pop culture with Hal Lublin called Head Cannon. That one is Friday, August 5th at NerdMelt. Plus, I'll be a guest at DragonCon and more stuff to announce soon. For tickets and full info on all my shows, go to josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows but for now grab a big glass of butterbeer curl up in your little room under the stairs and be enchanted by virginia and bill corbett's obsession with harry potter thank you thank you very much thank you Welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. We are recording live at Convergence in Minnesota, a wonderful convention where we've recorded many live episodes of Obsessed. I'm super excited, extra excited this year because we are covering a topic that I've long wanted to cover on Obsessed, and that is Harry Potter. Excellent. Now, I do want to warn, uh, not really the listening audience, but here the live audience, a couple of warnings. Harry Potter is indeed a young adult series, uh, but this will just be a plain old adult podcast. Uh, if this had like a Harry Potter name, this would be like Harry Potter and the This Is Not For Children. So 
If there are kids here, just be warned, there will be some adult words, some adult themes. Also, uh, Harry Potter, the primary story, we know we're going to get a lot more news story, but the primary story has resolved many years ago, so there will be spoilers. So if you're like, I just read Sorcerer's Stone, we're going to spoil some shit. So get ready for that. <laughs> I have two wonderful guests. They are a husband and wife team. Between them, they are writers and comedians and cheesemongers. It's true. Bill Corbett <laughs> and Virginia Corbett. Hello. Uh, so, Bill, you have been on the podcast many times. Once. No, you've been on at least <laughs> twice. Have I really? Yeah. I was on for Star Wars. I was sort of your resident curmudgeon for that. Yeah. And w which other one was you I on? James you did James Bond. Bond. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then I, I was I was the dumb guy who didn't know enough about James Bond on that one. <laughs> no, you knew plenty. <laughs> and we mostly had really stupid questions on that one. I think we asked questions about like what different parts of James Bond's body he would want to have. Oh, God. What did I say? I think you wanted Sean Connery's throat. All right, okay. That's a good answer. Yeah, yeah. it's a good answer. Uh, in Virginia, you were the very first guest on the first episode of Obsessed. Yes, I was. Thanks. I yeah. think that deserves a little. Thank you. Thank exactly. You. Exactly. I'm thrilled to have you back, and I'm really glad to have you guys uh, both here together. Thank you. <laughs> I don't think she shares that feeling. I'm a, little, I'm a little intimidated to be here with Bill Corbett. <laughs> really? <laughs> but you're married. You spend all your time together. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Next no one. fun, I think is what she's saying. Well, this will be about Harry Potter with a little a hint of obsession about marital tension. <laughs> Harry Potter and the marital tension. Harry Potter and the marital tension. Perfect. Uh, so, I, well, I asked you guys to do this uh, because I love you both and you're both great guests, but also I feel like you probably have a sort of interesting dynamic when it comes to Harry Potter. Now, Virginia, you legitimately love Harry Potter, right? I do legitimately love Harry Potter, yes. Yeah, and you've read the books. Many times. You've seen the movies. Many times. You've read the books to your children, is that correct? Yes. Nice. We read them as a family, even when they were kind of, you know, out of the range of we're going to read to you, we read them all out loud together as a family. Yeah. And now, Bill, you have been, much like Star Wars, you are forced to know about Harry Potter <laughs> because of writing and performing all the riffs for riff tracks yeah. of all the Harry Potter movies. That is fair to say, yeah. Uh, so, and you also joined in, I understand, on their reading to the family? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, and I actually quite like Harry Potter. Okay. I mean, I, I, I really liked reading it to the kids especially. It was a lot of fun. So did you? I, I admire J.K. Rowling. I think she's a great world-building writer. Okay. Do you have any reservation where it's like yeah. I'm not as <laughs> shocker? <laughs> Just out of practice. Yeah, I need to be might, reserved about. It might this. be reflexive at this point. So <laughs> take it with a grain of salt. Okay. So you you are fond of them. Uh, you're impressed by them, but maybe you don't love them. Or am I putting words in your mouth? Maybe less than Virginia. Okay. But. Yeah, I, I watched them again and again with the kids. Okay, you know. cool. Well, we will discover exactly what the levels of Harry right. Potter love, okay. I think, in the process of the podcast. Uh, I want to start out with what house you are in. Now, Virginia, we've talked recently, and you have been officially sorted in Pottermore. I have. And are wearing a t-shirt. Yes, I am. Uh, I am a Hufflepuff. Okay, Hufflepuff's in the house. Respect the badger. <laughs> Respect the badger. <laughs> I hope that is the house animal or something, or yes. not some <laughs> innuendo I should know about. Yeah, it's a code for just kill them all, kill the outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> that friendliness, just to cover for <laughs> homicidal rage. Yeah, it is weird because Hufflepuff are, in theory, kind of a little bit more reserved and shy, but they sure applaud in audiences, which is great. Yes, they do. And also, uh, out wandering around uh, in all the hallways, I've gotten a lot of yay, you know, a lot, a lot of cheering. So that's been very For nice. your Hufflepuff t-shirt? Yes. Perfect. Uh, Bill, have you been sorted? I have not been sorted. Do you guys want to do it for me? Yeah. Okay. I you, think you know the houses pretty well, and you both know me pretty well. Yeah. Give, give me a breast shot. Like, I would say maybe, I would lean toward Gryffindor myself. Uh, you, you're I do giving carry me super a sword in my hat. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you uh, you are very uh, you are bold. When you decide to do something, you do it. 
I'm like a good barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you are bold and spicy. <laughs> and often found in Texas, just like a real, a real Gryffindor. Uh, Virginia, we've also talked about this recently. You, yeah. you have an, an opinion about this? Well, I mean, so... Oh, you're going to slither in my ass, aren't you, honey? <laughs> so our children have also been sorted, and we have a Ravenclaw and a Gryffindor and a Hufflepuff. And I'm sort of a completist. So there's that. But also you're a smarty pants. So, you know, I might put you in Ravenclaw. But you are very determined and, you know, really go out and get what you want and (laughs) stuff like that. So I think that you and the sorting hat would have to have a conversation. Sure. Because the sorting hat. We're like this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If Bill took the Pottermore test and he was just trying to be real honest and it wasn't Slytherin, would it bother you, Virginia? No. Are you lying? <laughs> what degree of irony are you operating no, on? No, no. I, you know, Pottermore knows what it's doing. Look, Harry's son at the very end of the last movie is worried about going there, and Harry says, don't worry about it. That's you right. Know? Yeah. So, it's okay so to be a Don't worry about it. It's all right that I'm a little evil. <laughs> That's the ultimate message It could of the work books. in our family's favor someday. <laughs> you know, you always get what you, you know, you get what you are determined to get, usually. So... It'll work out. It's usually food, actually. Lucky for you. What house (laughs) likes cheese the most? (laughs) Hufflepuff. (laughs) House Wallace and Gromit. (laughs) That sounds more like Game of Thrones. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so since we're doing a little bit more of an adult podcast, or a podcast that might be adult, I'm curious what you guys think about, uh, are are they kids' books that adults happen to enjoy or are they ultimately just books for everyone that happen to get labeled through their publication history as young adult novels? I thought you were going to say, who happen to get laid. <laughs> <laughs> Those books. I'm telling you. Carry them around. It's like a pussy magnet. No, sorry. sorry. Um, <laughs> the sorry. eighth book. <laughs> Harry Potter so, and the... I, you know, from my... Ex- I'm trying to be decent now. Too late. No, um, don't bother. From my experience of reading them, it does seem like it, the maturity level sort of ages with the kids. Yeah. Which I th- isn't that her intention? I Wasn't think that it her is. Intention I think somewhat? that they are geared toward the, the age that Harry is. Yeah. So it starts at 11 and moves up from there. And I think that makes sense. But why I'm fascinated by it is I have had about 8 million conversations with adults about how awesome that is. I've talked to far more adults than children about Harry Potter. That's partially because I just don't approach children and say, you want to talk about Harry Potter? (laughs) Mommy! You can always talk to our children about Harry Potter, as evidenced from today. But it's just, it's amazing to me that it's something that is so popular with adults. It's not just like, if you have kids, you happen to appreciate the secret wit and wisdom that are in these books. They're so for everyone, and yet we also accept them in these young adult books. Well, I think it. I think it's the uh, tribute to J.K. Rowling's talent. She mm-hmm. she is a an intricate world builder, and it's really fun and interesting to you know go to the different levels. And yeah. Just when you think you're kind of on the surface with these kids at this school, it just like it has a long history behind it. So you can see that she's a Tolkien fan. She likes to go deep and yeah. Sometimes so deep she gets lost, but <laughs> <laughs> mostly it works great. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys find yourself, especially when you're reading like the earlier books that are less mature, do you find yourself still relating and remembering what it was like to be young and face those challenges that our protagonists are facing? I would say, I mean, I read them, you know, in my 20s, so I wasn't too far removed from the angst okay. of, uh, you know, our heroes. When I've gone back, like with the kids, yeah, I did sort of relate to how my how our kids were feeling at the time and, and kind of seeing it through their eyes. So, I mean, I think you can go... I did go back when I read it to the kids. Okay, and you, you imagined yourself in those circumstances. Yeah. Cool. How about you, Bill? I, I do remember a large man with a beard breaking into my house when I was 11 and taking <laughs> me away. That's, that's about the only level on which I relate. Did he ask you if you were, or did he tell you that you were a wizard, or did he tell you something else? Like he told me I was under arrest. For <laughs> the poke you you're under arrest, Bill. <laughs> that's great. All right, so let's uh, let's get into the things that's going to be real controversial with the audience. Uh, I want to know from both of you what you think the best book in the best movie is to you. 
Uh, I think th uh, my favorite book is The Prisoner of Azkaban. My f and now you want my favorite movie? Yeah, too? I know. Oh. I'm a monster. It's not that one. Um, <laughs> well, there's a thing. Okay. Um, I, uh, Order of the Phoenix, maybe? You. <laughs> I don't know what my... Is that terrible? I don't know what no, my favorite movie no, is. No, it's not I terrible. It's a fine answer. It's an honest answer. So for sure, Prisoner of Azkaban is your favorite book. Yeah. Not your favorite movie. Not we'll come back to that. Uh, and maybe Order of the Phoenix. How about you, Bill? Do you have a favorite of the books and movies? I think Prisoner of Azkaban was my favorite movie because I remember it took that leap in quality there with uh, the director, whose name I'm blanking on right now, but... You know, it just it just became a different look. Yeah. I mean, all of Hogwarts looked cooler and everything. As far as favorite book, I'm not sure. It might have been um, Half Blood Prince because of the Ooh, yeah. you know Ooh, Dumbledore yeah. gets yeah deaded. <laughs> and that was a that was like a really yeah. I'm sorry, you were warned. That was a brave little plot point. I thought yeah, it was cool. And you weren't you weren't. A, Excited for Double to Die. You just thought that's brave. I didn't like the guy. I was very... No, no. I was... I felt the same... Oh, I better not sure. spoil another book series. But when other prominent characters in Games of, of Thrones <laughs> died, <laughs> it, it was... I found it. It made me want to see what happens next. Okay, so this is great. So we have some conflict here about the film version of Prisoner of Azkaban, which I think I've heard this before, where some people appreciate it because it is in a well-made film. It's a little bit more like adult and mature, and it has its own themes, but it did kind of take a big crap on the book, which many people <laughs> what, are a fan What did of. it do? I don't remember. It omitted in particular the Marauder's Map stuff. Uh, very, very important and really cool plot point. Depending oh. on who you talk to, I usually to, don't like, like that when they do that. But. Yeah, yeah, because they don't. Uh, Lupin doesn't explain to the kids who made the Marauders map. You know, there's a lot in Harry Potter that I like. I saw the movie after reading the books, and I just kind of filled it in and assumed that they had taken care of it. And it almost—I I mean, like, oh. almost really close to wrecking the the whole movie for me. Does it still really make close. you mad when you watch the movie? It does. It makes me mad every time. How about moving the location of the Wampin' Willow? Does that make you mad? Nope. Are you that level pedantic? Nope. Okay, good to know. <laughs> where, was, where was the Wampin' Willow originally? A, a little to the left. I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. They, in the second movie, it's drawn in a courtyard that they crashed into Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. On the, on the yes. Okay. Yeah, so the, the Wampin' Willow moves. A lot of things change, and uh, some people are mad about it, like myself. Um, Good to know. I try to let things go. Sometimes it doesn't work. Uh, <laughs> this is a thing that has come up more recently, I think, after the end of all of the series, both the books and the movies. Do you guys ship Harry and Hermione? Do you think they should have got together? No. Uh, well, uh, thank you for your Audience Slytherin noises, not. audiences. <laughs> Anyone speak Parseltongue? But I'm curious about what you guys think. Uh, Bill and Virginia, do you sit up late at night and talk about how Harry and Hermione should have got together? Mm, no. I don't, I, you know, I don't think that they should have gotten together. Okay. Uh, I, I'm not sure how I feel about Hermione and Ron, but I like, I like Harry and Ginny. Okay. What's your problem with uh, Ron and Hermione? Why, why do you think it's... I kind of feel like not, not that between the three of them, there shouldn't have been. Oh. Like you don't have, I kind of felt like she felt like she had to. Okay. Put some, put some combination together, and I kind of felt like, eh, I didn't really have to. Okay. What do you think, Bill? You don't, don't like love and affection, honey? Thirteen years, you would yep. think you would know. I know, I know. It's okay. Yeah, <laughs> welcome to my life, folks. Um, I don't have super strong opinion on it, but it did seem to me that, like, Hermione was in some way the most important character. Like, she, yeah, she got a little bit the um, not enough credit at every turn, and that I would have loved to see that have a little more of a resonance in the. In the stories, yeah, um, and I don't know whether that means she earned the right to have like the main character or not. You know, maybe it's a dubious prize at that. Yeah, but like I've always thought of like a sequel to Harry Potter years later. Well, they are making one, but where where Hermione is kind of a bitter, uh, you know, sorceress or something like that, who <laughs> knows that she was the one who saved the day every time and in then reality. She ended up with Weasley. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. So well, you, you want midlife crisis, Hermione? I'm right. like, I did all. I don't of know this. why they both had to marry Weasleys. I mean, come on. Hey, Ginny's awesome. 
Is she? Yeah, she is. Yeah, she is. Thank okay, you. let's uh, try not to have a riot. <laughs> the Weasley riots of 2016. <laughs> the Double Tree Hotel. <laughs> Smoking ruins. The rest of the podcast will be insulting things about the Weasleys. We'll Ooh, see if the right. audience can let's take go, it. Let's get to it. <laughs> uh, so if you guys could have any Harry Potter spell in real life, what spell would you want to have? What would you be, want to be able to do? Accio. Oh, yeah. Accio toilet paper. That's all I'm saying. That's highly specific. <laughs> Would you limit it to toilet paper? No, all but right. that's the one that I thought of. Like, <laughs> Do you, you know? encounter a lot of times? How you, often are you... You're out of toilet paper? Yeah. Don't you? I'm, Maybe it's because I have so many little... Well, I mean, you know what? Actually, I shouldn't... <sighs> so no, many little ones. There are, wives. you know, children in my house who don't necessarily... We have two. <laughs> Are your children little <laughs> toilet paper goblins? One of them is. <laughs> squirrel this toilet paper away. Going to strand mom on the floor again. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's when I would like it, especially that I was thinking about just now. I I'm sure it would come in handy other times. Absolutely. I, that is a great example. Uh, <laughs> Bill, how about you? Is there a specific spell you'd want? Uh, I probably wouldn't do Avada Kedavra. <laughs> <laughs> There are people who I say that in front of who are legitimately like, no, no, don't. <laughs> I post it at least once a year on Twitter just to, have, just to watch the responses. Oh, come on. <laughs> the killing You tweet. just tried to kill us. Um, I'm trying to remember them. I think As- Akio, is it Asio or Akio? Uh, that was awfully handy. Um, stupefy sometimes. Stupefy is great. Like, uh, yeah. If you had Akio, what would you call to you? What would I call to? Yeah. Uh, I would call the toilet paper away from her <laughs> and just have a battle in the middle of the air. No. Uh. <laughs> It'd be a very awkward uh, dinner party at the Corbett house. <laughs> I would probably make our dog come to me that way. It's just a very stubborn little Accio guy. Dog. What's going on? <laughs> Excellent. So toilet papers and dogs flying through the air. <laughs> That's our life, folks. <laughs> And how about uh, your Patronus? If you could make a Patronus, what would your Patronus be? Um, I think it would be a Jack Russell Terrier. Oh, I, you know what? It totally would be. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. And is that, is that what your sweet. dog Your dog is? Is that what your dog is? No, no your our is current dog. dog is that, but I had a dog for 16 years who right. was always by my side who uh, I just loved. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. How yeah. about you, Virginia? I'm going to go rabbit. Yeah. Why a rabbit? Yeah. Um, I grew up like that was my little lovey when I was a kid and just sort of have an affinity for bunnies. Cool. Okay. So when you say you had a little lovey. Like a stuffed uh, animal. Okay. I, yeah. I wasn't sure if you had a stuffed animal or if it was like a... A demon familiar. Well, yes. like a... That was later. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I am him. <laughs> and what, what happy memory would you use to make your Patronus work? Uh, being on stage. Oh, awesome. Yeah. That's great. And how about you, Bill? Oh, man. That's a tough one. I've had no happy memory. <laughs> no. No, I've had a lot of happy memories. Uh, probably um, my daughter being born. Uh, first Aww. kid. Yeah. I mean, not that my son afterwards wasn't bad. <laughs> was bad, but that was the first. It was amazing <laughs> and thrilling. Right. And it's a powerful memory. Yeah. So it matters. Cool. Uh, here is a little bit more of a uh, philosophical question about Harry Potter. Is Dumbledore just a big old fat liar? Does he just kind of uh, play fast and loose with the truth, or does he straight up lie to Harry Potter sometimes? Oh, he absolutely, uh, he absolutely does. Lied, yeah. Doesn't he? I mean, yeah, he does. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it might be an, a lie of omission, as they say, but, you know, you have to die is a pretty big thing to right. leave out, right? <laughs> <laughs> in his like 8,000 word speeches he just doesn't quite get around to that <laughs> maybe he says it when oh, he coughs you have to die <laughs> what's that sir yeah how about you Virginia do you feel like he is just a straight up liar like if you if you just ignore the fact that she's trying to spin a story out st- slowly should he have just said in the in the first time he encountered Harry Potter like Look, your secret weapon is love, and also you need to die. <laughs> You're 11. Um, I, yeah, I think he does straight up lie to him. And, uh, you know, I struggle with 
does he have to? Does he want to? Does he, you know, in is his heart in the, really in the right place or is he really selfish about it? Or, you know, I, just, I struggle a lot with Dumbledore. But to answer the actual question, yeah, he straight up lies. Okay, cool. Just for fun, uh, Bill, could you explain something very, very simple, the way Dumbledore explains things <laughs> oh. with all the obfuscation and just not being as specific as possible? Can you explain the process uh, <laughs> of replacing toilet paper in a Dumbledore type way? We have a theme. <laughs> You're welcome. Sometimes, Harry, <laughs> one needs to eliminate certain things, and one doesn't want to, Harry. Yet it is biology. And sitting there, <laughs> one might see some, shall we say, residue. On one's buttocks. <laughs> In such a case, <laughs> sorry, I can't. it's gonna, it's just gonna get grotier. It's like bloody, bloody, bloody shit, <clears throat> and you will die. <laughs> right, you'll die. Awesome. Uh, the other controversial. I, I had to, excuse oh, me. Please. I had to decide which Dumbledore to do there. And oh yeah. And I kind of split the difference because the Richard Harris one in the first two movies. He's got such an old, dying voice which, that it's almost like you have to cough up dust buddies as you talk. Yeah, Sorry. it was, a, it was the very, dead. very jarring because it seemed like maybe Richard Harris, Dumbledore, would have told him the truth, but he just couldn't get around right. to it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, what, I, I'm blanking on the name. Michael Gambon. Michael Gambon came on. He was just such a robust, crazy... Joey beer hall guy. Yeah, yeah he was like, a beer hall guy. Yeah. He's really cranky, and there's that one shot, I think it's in Goblet of Fire, where it is just like exceptionally not well lit to be in, entirely uncomplimentary to him, the way he lounges on a bed and just big oh, old Dumbledore belly. beer cut. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, you've been putting away the mead, Dumbledore. Dumbledore. <laughs> <laughs> right, here's the other controversial Harry Potter thing I wanted to ask you about. Is Quidditch a fundamentally flawed game? Oh, hell yes. Yes. It does seem to be played on multiple fronts that don't have a lot to do with each other, which is, which is weird. Plus, you have to fly. Right. <laughs> and yes. you could just plummet to your death as a child playing a school well, that, game. That does seem to be the main and obvious risk. And yet, when it happens, everybody acts like, this has never happened. <laughs> Think of the pile of bodies Quidditch must have built up over the years. So do you, I feel like people are generally pretty critical of it. Obviously, they're very uh, in, in, uh, enthusiastic people who have their defense of Quidditch. Uh, but do you feel like it works in the books but doesn't work in the movies? Because people attack it a lot in the movies. I feel it works much better in the books. Like, I was, ex well, to a point, I was excited to read about it. At first, it got a little long, but... You know, it was fun to imagine. It's one of those things, you know, like superhero movies, too, you know? It's really great to imagine. Careful, honey, you're at a Comic-Con here. <laughs> but sometimes get out alive, it doesn't really work. Like, you can't, you can't pinpoint the visual as well as right. so many imaginations. Right. Okay. Did you... Now, I feel like in the riffs that have happened that I, I've contributed a little bit of writing to, that Quidditch is one of Riff Drax's... Myself, I've written the jokes too uh, on Quidditch. Uh, the, one of the favorite targets. They do tend to be long scenes, and it's not entirely fair. I'll I'll be the first to admit it. But when we're <laughs> when we're trying to make jokes about the same kind of thing over and over right. again, we tend to lash out unreasonably. <laughs> <laughs> in Quidditch, kind of like we did with the pod racing scenes in oh. Star Wars. <laughs> well deserved, though. One pod racing scene is the same as almost all of the Quidditch scenes put together. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, excellent. If you had an invisibility cloak like Harry, what might you do with it? If you could sneak around and no one would know you were there unless you physically bumped into them, uh, <laughs> what would you do with your invisibility cloak? I would steal oh. cheese from hey. a certain cheese. Um, <laughs> I, would, uh, I would wear it around the house so my kids didn't know I was there. <laughs> That Good way one. I could be assured that they're safe, but I could just like read a book or but something they wouldn't for bug a while. You. Daddy. Oh, I really like one. the picture of, of you sitting under a cloak, <laughs> just reading a book, reading Game of Thrones. So if you have a, lan a lantern, 
Under the cloak, can you see the light? No. Under the, okay, okay. Come on. Jeez. Science. Sorry. <laughs> I have learned in this podcast that I have to answer real fast or someone will answer for That's me. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so but at least you had the I'm same ready. answer. Yeah. So what would you do if you could wander around under a lit <laughs> invisibility well, cloak? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, the first thing that came to my mind was I would go around at Halloween and get more candy because you could just reach into people's bowls. <laughs> Is that terrible? No. <laughs> I like honesty on this podcast, whether it's terrible or not, and I think that's a great answer. Uh, we're going to move on in just a bit to our quiz section, but first I wanted to ask you, uh, if you could use a time turner to go back and change one thing about Harry Potter, if you could travel back in time and convince J.K. Rowling to change something, what would you ask her to change? Could be books, could be movies. Uh, make the Goblet of Fire shorter. Really? The Boring. Goblet of Fire, not Order of Phoenix. Boring. <gasps> Read the crowd, words. honey. Take that. Read the crowd. <laughs> We have children. <laughs> what, uh, so how, how would you want her to focus Goblet of Fire? Would you just stand there and say, 100 pages fewer, damn it? Pretty much. No matter what. Like, yeah. You just say, let me go just through with a red pen, yep. tighten it all up. Yep, absolutely. Okay. Also, please do not uh, cast, uh, what's his face? Edward. Uh, oh, you didn't. Cullen. Yeah, that one. You don't want the actual accidental vampire overlap? I don't, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> It's weird. I, I, I thought he was perfectly serviceable when I first saw it. It's only in retrospect you go back and goes, oh, that's Edward Cullen. Yep. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would have her kill off one or two less beloved characters. Oh, good one. <laughs> I thought she was a little cruel to the Weasley family. Yeah. Could you kill Bill? Yeah, the, the twins. Weasley instead? Or at, least, have to pick a... or at least not kill uh, werewolf dude, Lupin. Oh, All right, yeah. so you would you would spare Lupin? I would probably spare the the twin, whichever twin okay. got off. Fred, Was that Bill? Fred died. No, Fred. No, Bill's okay. the older brother who doesn't die, who probably could have. So you want Bill to die instead of Fred <laughs> or Percy? Percy. Yeah. We're stringing. <laughs> Go get him, guys. Killing Weasleys right and left. <laughs> <laughs> so. The Weasleys shouldn't have been married so easy, and Percy should have died. That's what I, our, that's, our anti-Weasley podcast at is. At Fred shouldn't have. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so my final question here in this main segment is, if your life had a Harry Potter-type title, what life would you give it? If it was Virginia Corbett and the blah, blah, blah. Block of cheese. <laughs> nice. Bill Corbett and the wife's block of cheese. <laughs> Much more Harry Potter-centric, <laughs> for sure. The wise, all right, this is a great podcast about cheese and toilet paper. <laughs> I think we could monetize it. <laughs> Excellent. So, so what I'd like to do now, I'd like to have a little fun at these live shows and leave a little bit more time for games. So I have a quiz of doom. Here's how it's going to work. Virginia, I am going to give you points for answering the questions correctly. Bill, you will only get points for grossly incorrect answers. <laughs> I'm a natural. They must be way, way incorrect. Okay. Does mine have to be way, way correct? I just, I'm in front of all these people. I oh, just, yeah. <laughs> I just have to answer toilet paper to everything then, and I'm <laughs> smooth. Uh, so the first question is, in what year, this is for you, Bill, you answer first. In what year was the first Harry Potter novel released? 1066 A.D. <laughs> that is grossly incorrect, so you will get a point. Virginia, in what year was the first Harry Potter novel released? I'm counting. <laughs> 1997. That is correct. Whoa! Impressive. Thank you. And I'm going to give you an extra point for making a kind of slithering noise <laughs> as you convinced yourself that it was Harry seven. Potter. <laughs> A man has no name. Look at that. <laughs> Shout out. That's a different sorry. podcast. Yeah. Your, uh, your placard in front of you is empty? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot this was audio. That's fine. <laughs> uh, so, A Man Has No Name, Game of Thrones reference. D this, is your, this is your real face, right? <laughs> <laughs> sorry to say, yes. <laughs> I wish it could be different. <laughs> I wish it was Arya Stark. <laughs> uh, 
Wouldn't look good on this body. With the faces. Uh, all right, next question. Bill, you first again. According to J.K. Rowling, what is the main theme of the Harry Potter series? Um, uh, dairy tax. <laughs> <laughs> you made it about cheese. Yay. Oh, God, I did. Thanks, honey. What the hell is wrong with me? I feel that is grossly incorrect, so I'll give you a point. All falling into place. Uh, Virginia, according to J.K. Rowling, what is the main theme of the Harry Potter series? Love and death? Mm, Close. I got this from Wikipedia, so I'm sure there'll be some disagreement in the audience. According to Wikipedia, she allegedly said that death was the main theme in this uh, series of young adult novels. Sure. And then said, just also on the side, prejudice, corruption, and madness. Oh, she's got some stuff Enjoy it, kids! Didn't she work through it by dun, writing dun, it? Or? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, I would have said, like, understanding. Right? right. Unconditional love. Unconditional love. Death I guess madness. death is a kind of unconditional love. Death accepts you no matter what. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> the one person who will always hug you is death. Madness has always been my friend. <laughs> Uh, so, next question is, what phrase makes the Marauder's Map work, Bill? I'm sorry, question again? Yeah. What phrase makes the Marauder's Map work? Uh, PK Fire. <laughs> that's, that's Super Smash Brothers. Okay. <laughs> Bill, why do you know that? <laughs> oh. I play it with my kids. Are you playing the video game Super Smash yeah, with your I kids? Do. Yep. Uh, by applause, how many people play Super Smash Brothers? All right. So most people in the audience know this. When Pikachu makes a specific attack, he shouts in a very cute way, PK Fire! I believe it is Lucas from uh, the... Oh, it yeah, is. Lucas and Ness. Yeah. All right. From Super Smash Brothers Brawl, not Brawl. Melee. Got it. Right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm going to give myself one can I Can I do a better answer? <laughs> Oh, that's a great answer, but go ahead. Okay. No, no, no. No, no. Here, I'll give you a question again. What phrase makes the Marauder's Map work? Uh, we will not be crucified on a cross of gold. <laughs> uh, Worse? Two, I'm going to give you two points. You answered, <laughs> you answered the question twice, and the, uh, and the second one was darker, which lateral, made it more incorrect. Lateral move. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Virginia, the same question for you, but the correct answer. What phrase makes the Marauder's Map work? I solemnly swear that I am up to no good. Oh, yeah. That, that I correct. mulch no good? Yes. Up to. Oh, all right. <laughs> Not a mulching tip? No. Cypress. <laughs> Next question is uh, for you, Bill. Please complete this famous line of dialogue. You're a blank, Harry. Careful. You're dead, Harry. Oh. Well, that is the theme. You're a dead, Harry. (laughs) You're a... Sorry. I thought you just said you're blank. Well, now the line is spoken by Mario. It's great. (laughs) You're a dead, Harry. You're a dead, Harry. Back to... Do you, do you want to do, do a second one? You're a plumber, Harry. <laughs> just, just to bring it home. Two more points for Bill, because he answered twice. Uh, all right. Uh, I, I bet you can get this one, Virginia. Please complete this famous line of dialogue. You're a blank, Harry. Wizard. That is correct. I would have said squib. <laughs> that is like saying right? the N-word here. I mean, <laughs> my God. Be a very different take if he just showed up and was like, "Well, you belong to this world." <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to clean the kitchen, then Hogwarts? <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, next question. We'll start with you, Bill. According to J.K. Rowling, what is the proper pronunciation of Voldemort? Lewandowski. <laughs> That is incorrect. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Virginia. Uh, I believe it's Voldemort with no T at the end. That is correct. That because is he's French. <laughs> is he really? <laughs> <I don't> know. <laughs> oh, no, wait. <laughs> no. Dumb. 
Le Tom Riddle. Yeah, so like uh, I was reading up on this, they change in the various audiobooks, they change back and forth from Voldemort for Voldemort based on the input they got from Rowling. Really? Yeah. You guys don't need the audiobooks because you make your own audiobooks. I have my re- own audiobooks. <laughs> Which do you think it should be, Virginia? Like, if you're just talking with a fan and you're having a really good conversation and they were like, uh, actually, it's Voldemort. <laughs> like, uh, I, when I read it, it was Voldemort in my head, so that's what it is to me. Yeah. And do, do, would it bother you if there was pressure of, like, we mustn't say that name? No. <laughs> Or he wasn't I mean, the, oh, he, the he, name that must not be pronounced that way, I guess. <laughs> you know, to each his own. It doesn't. It, it reads a little bit Stephen Colbert, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, that's sort of the joke. <laughs> yeah, the Voldemort rapport. I was. <laughs> Does that I make was us actually shocked to hear it's rolling just now. It is? It's JK yeah. rolling? rolling, not rolling. Oh uh, I've been yelled at in multiple conventions, so I've learned my <laughs> lesson. That's how ignorant I am. <laughs> Uh, and it's I've, Wesley, right? John, Ron Wesley? Yeah, it's okay. Ron Weasley. <laughs> and Hargid, the giant? <laughs> yeah, Hargid. <laughs> You're a dead. Trust me. <laughs> I'm Hargid. It's a me, Hargid. You're a dead. Anyway, Virginia gets a point for being correct. Thank you. <laughs> About the pronunciation. Uh, the next question is, the Deathly Hallows refers to what three items, Bill? Oh, um... <laughs> the three magic toilet paper rolls. The what kind of toilet paper rolls? <laughs> magic. <laughs> the three magic toilet paper rolls that need to be sought after. Wait. Can you repeat the question? Sure. <laughs> the Deathly Howls refers to what three items? Oh, I stand by my answer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do the different uh, toilet paper rolls uh, do? What are the what powers do you get? Oh, um, one makes your fiber count really good in your body. The other one um, cleans your bathtub as you poop. <laughs> And the third uh, provides a, to- a toy for your child to play with what? as you poop. <laughs> it's, it's poop related. <laughs> All of it. Uh, it's very consistent. I mean, your answers. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, why they need, that's why Harry's a plumber. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Excellent. Uh, another two points for Bill because I'm putting him through hell. Uh, Virginia, what is the correct answer to this question? The resurrection stone, the invisibility cloak, and the elder wand. That is correct. Nice. All right. Now now we're getting into a little bit weird territory. Before, it's all been straightforward. Uh, Now it's a little bit more subjective. Uh, So, Bill, feel free to answer incorrectly or correctly, however the spirit moves you. Who would I marry, fucking kill Harry, Ron, Hermione? You? Yeah. They're minors. <laughs> this is real. I can old. be arrested for answering that. <laughs> this is midlife crisis, Harry, Ron, Hermione. Okay. We all meet at a bar. Um, you know, at bars where you get to decide who you have sex with, marry, and kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at all bar. Fuck Mary, kill. Uh, you know, when I when I say fuck Hermione, I feel like I'm gonna be. Arrested, honestly. Okay, but I'll, yeah, I'll change the answer Ryan. to uh, uh, to marry, kill, and make consensual love with. <laughs> um, marry Hermione. <laughs> Have consensual love with Harry and. <laughs> Ron, You're a beautiful Harry. Kill Ron Weasley. <laughs> With consensual love. Fair enough. Oh, uh, God. That, I'm sorry, that is incorrect. I cannot award any, <laughs> any points for that. That is incorrect. Uh, Virginia, who do you I, think I would uh, marry, kill, and make consensual love with? Were any of those right? No. Wow! Oh, it was who you so. would do? Yes. yes, for me. Oh, okay. Were you answering for yourself? Yeah, I don't think it would change. <laughs> <laughs> You were just going for the right answer? <laughs> <Yeah, I was> 
um, would you, oh, geez. Yeah, from what you know of me and who I like to kill and marry. Because <laughs> that's what we talk. Um, I think that you would make consensual Sensual love, love with Hermione. I think you would marry Ron and you would kill Harry. That is incorrect. Damn it. Yeah. I was just trying to not Spill it, man. Yeah, here's, here's what I would it's do. the other uh, combination. I would marry Hermione, I would kill Harry, and I would make beautiful consensual love with Ron Weasley. <laughs> so, do you guys want to uh, discuss the benefits of these yeah, choices? Yeah, I do. I, I do. I, I, I really, I want to know. I, I want so. you to discuss them. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's my logic. Uh, well, <laughs> Harry's <Logic>. always... <laughs> the word logic has never meant less. <laughs> I will drive its value down. Uh, well, for me, whenever I play this game, make consensual love with is always the kind of the leftover one that ends up uh, being like, well, whoever's left. I would marry Hermione because you just want the most reliable, trustworthy partner, the partner who's going to support you the most. Hermione is great at everything, and she cares about others and thinks about others and is good at having her own like life and concerns and needs but supporting others. That's a perfect marriage partner. Uh, as Harry, long as you have that side piece of Ron, right? <laughs> and you get all your needs taken care of, brother. Ron's just looking for a good time. God, is he tender in bed. <laughs> He's a beautiful lover. When you think about this, is it a, is it a one-time thing? Is it a, a one-night stand, or is this a... Oh, it's every night, baby. It's very weird, because you can't kill people multiple... Well, I guess you can kill no, people no, multiple I meant, times. I meant the consensual love part. Oh, the consensual Have you love? not heard of horcruxes? <laughs> you could just keep bringing Harry back and murdering him. No. <laughs> Uh, yes. So you're married to Hermione. Things yep. are going well. Yep. You're fucking Ron on the side. Yep. Consensually. And you're all aware that you killed Harry a long time ago? We don't talk about it. Okay, but, but you all know it. But we, we know. Were you in on it together? Yeah, in order to make this Deathly Hallows happen. Okay. That I, Harry had to die. I think that's the sequel waiting to happen. <laughs> Joseph Scrimshaw Joseph and the Menage a Trois of Death. <laughs> All right, now that we've really gotten into this, now I'm, I've shared my own logic. I would kill Harry because he's always been, from such a young age, willing to sacrifice himself and to take risks and to take dangers. And You're going to make that decision for him. Do yeah, it right. already. Sure, why not? Uh, and I feel like Ron would be a fun romp. So, uh, <laughs> but I'm curious. Now, I do want you guys to answer for yourselves. Oh. Yeah, do you have... I would marry Hermione, kill Ron, and have consensual loving with... Harry. Okay. Now, for you, what is your logic? Same for Hermione. Uh, I don't think that Ron would be fun in bed. <laughs> I think that Ron would not know what the hell he was doing, and I would have to do all the work. <laughs> That's, you know? Okay, so it, we're talking middle-aged Ron. Hermione has uh, left him. Worse. Even Did better! You see him 19 years later? Jeez, oh man. Nope. But Come you... in with your spider costume on, your sexy spider. <laughs> I thought we weren't going to tell the public about that. Not us. I'm going to change this to Mary Kill in Cosplay Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Okay. Did you? Is there anything else in your in your logic train that you wanted to share, or did you pretty much that pretty Um, much cover the bases? That's pretty good. All right. How about you, Bill? I would not murder Hermione. I would either. Make tender love to the older, non-prosecutable version of her, <laughs> or marry her. Uh, I guess I would say marry, and you know, logic same as yours. But then I would, uh, yeah. I guess I guess I'm going with uh, your combination, but it's not easy. It's no, not a, it's not a tasteful choice. Right. And in term, what what is weighing your choice toward? You're you're gonna kill Ron, and you're gonna be with. You're, uh, I got yeah. lost. Yeah, okay. Killing yeah. Ron. So you're, why, are you, why, are you, why are you killing Ron? <laughs> because it was the only choice available. I don't know. Um, I don't want to have sex with him. I don't want to wake up with him every day. And since the only alternative is to fucking murder him, 
I guess I'll just have to, won't I? You made me a killer, Scrimshaw. You're a better man than I am. Ten million points to both Bill and Virginia for putting up with that. <laughs> All right. There's one final question. This is also a very weird subjective question. Um, please put these Star Trek captains in the correct Hogwarts house. Nice! <laughs> Can we have a, the tiniest quick review of each, what each house means? Yes, Virginia, I think you are best at, about this. Like You're wearing a Hufflepuff t-shirt. Yeah, re go. Re review uh, the houses. Gryffindor's brave. Yeah, uh, Hufflepuff is nice. Uh, Ravenclaw is smart. And Slytherin is determined. Snaky. Sometimes evil. Snaky. Okay. <laughs> they're they're snaky. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so these are, there are more than four captains available. So these are the captains that I'm offering you. Okay. Captain Kirk. Captain Janeway, Captain Sisko, and Captain Picard. Put them in their correct houses. Is there one captain for each? Yeah, there are four captains, four and houses. Four houses. Okay. Yeah. Kirk is Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah. Brave, not necessarily very bright. Right. <laughs> Wears a girdle. Um, yeah. I'm so. going to go P Picard Hufflepuff. Which is Hufflepuff? Oh, come on! Friendly? <laughs> uh, yeah, just because or he's he, or is he Ravenclaw because he's smart? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I have a friend who's looking at me like, "Why are you doing this to yourself? You're I'm, going to be murdered in the hall." I'm not uh, familiar with uh, Janeway. Jan Janeway, I'm kind of familiar with the other one. I'm not uh, Captain Cisco from Deep Space Nine. Oh, that's okay. He would be more Hufflepuff, I think. I don't know. He's not particularly warm, though, is it? No. I mean, uh, is he mean? But neither is Janeway. Janeway, I would... Janeway's smart, though. She's, she's Ravenclaw. Yeah, I mean... She's Ravenclaw. Yeah. But uh, you want, like, one... For, you want all four covered for four yeah, captains? Yeah, and I think you guys have... You've, you've often offered that Kirk is Gryffindor. Yep. Uh, I th wh where do you want Janeway? Do you want her... Um, I would fuck her. <laughs> I would... Oh, I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> Mary Hagrid. <laughs> I know, right? You'd eat cheese with McGonagall. Yeah, got it. Make you big, huge bowls of stew every night and wipe his beard. You Aww. could just get lost in that thing. You probably would. Um, I don't know. I'm re I'm reluctant. Slytherin does have a negative connotation, but I think if like it has to be all four, and we have to use all four houses, I would say Janeway Slytherin. Okay. Because she must have been really determined mm -hmm. to right. become a, a woman captain. All right. All right. I don't uh, know if the 30th century is still <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> um, and um, so yeah, then Picard, Ravenclaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Super guy. smart, but it's not a great fit. Hufflepuff and. Uh, Cisco. Cisco, yeah. No, it's a little bit of a problem. It's a yeah. problematic question that the world will have to solve someday. <laughs> okay. Let's hope the civilization's up to it. All right. Well, this is what I had, and I know it's going to make some people in the audience mad because I've done this before, and they've killed me with their eyes, with the hate <laughs> in their eyes. Get your eyes ready, folks. I think Captain Kirk is Gryffindor. I think that's fine. I think Captain Janeway is Ravenclaw. I think Cisco is Slytherin. And God damn it, I think Picard is Hufflepuff. Thank you. So, by applause, are you mad at me right now? <laughs> I'm, I'm really not. Good. It was really nice to hear a smattering of mad applause. <laughs> I've never really heard in my life. I think Picard is kind. I and, think so and, too. Yeah, that, that is his and main loyal. trait. Good. I okay. can say, you know, my model of Hufflepuff needs to evolve because I think of him as kind of the dopey, well-meaning friends. But that's not. Tonks is a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Your true. wife is a Hufflepuff. I'm a Hufflepuff. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and Teddy Lupin. Grew up to be a Hufflepuff. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. So, boo I don't like orphans. <laughs> <laughs> Although, thank you guys so much for, uh, for going through that difficult and strange quiz. I'm going to leave it to the audience of who won. By applause, who do you think won this quiz? Do you think Bill won the quiz? <laughs> or do you think Virginia won the quiz? Hey. They like the right answers. Team Hufflepuff Yay, wins. Yay, with the right answers. <laughs> 
what do you think about Harry Potter? Oh, I think he's a funny guy. Yeah? Yeah. Elaborate on that. Uh, well, I haven't watched very many of Harry Potter's movies. Yeah. But everything that I've watched was pretty significant. Have you ever seen a Harry Potter movie? Yes, I have. I just can remember all the really st uh, well done scenes of costumes and uh, yeah. Gandalf. Some of the characters that they had were just ugly, really kind of creepy looking. But I do remember the kids, you know, you know, and how they changed over the years. Yeah. Then it was funny because um, his name is Daniel. I can't remember his last name. He's still short. <laughs> I thought he was, you know, would get taller, but he's still, she's short. Who would you cast in a Harry Potter movie as a wizard? Oh, oh, that would be a good person. What's his name? The oldest brother? Yeah, Keenan. Keenan Ivory would be a good wizard. Keenan Ivory Wayans, he'd be yeah. a good wizard. Yeah. He's funny. You know, he has that light bulb head. <laughs> and he would be perfect with the big hat on and... He's funny. If you could be a wizard, what would your wizard name be? Um, that would be Chuck. Chuck to don't give a fuck. <laughs> what would you wear? A nice, nice little tight dress with high heels. Can you think of a spell right now? A wizard spell like Harry Potter? The one about Abel Stable. What's that? I'm the ghost of Abel Stable. Put that quarterback on the table. Oh, you know what? How about the one from when we were kids? Remember the turtle? Twizzle, twazzle, twazzle, twom. Time for this one to come home. <laughs> just make and just make one up, right? Make one up. I, I can't make them up. They're all real. They're all real. Yeah, I put real curses up. <laughs> I have to have my book. I really do spells. Well, tell me about your book of spells. I can't. It's a code of, of uh, warlocks, and if I tell you about it, then I have to kill you. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to the How Obsessed Are You section. Uh, the, I do this with everybody. I ask them to see kind of their obsession level. Do you, Virginia, think about Harry Potter every day? No. Mm. <laughs> Not every day. Close. Okay, you think about it most days. Most Bill, days. Do you think about Harry Potter every day? Probably not, but I think like there's one little social media reference to it every day that sort of Puts it before my eyes. Right, yeah. it keeps it alive yeah. in your mind. Uh, Virginia, have you ever had a dream about Harry Potter? Yes. <gasps> uh, about Harry Potter the world or about Harry Potter? FMK. Yes. <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> uh, Bill, have you ever had a dream about Harry Potter? Just Hagrid. I mean, just... I, I don't think I have. Okay, no. okay. Uh, Virginia, would you wear Harry Potter-themed underwear? Yes. Are you wearing Harry Potter-themed underwear right now? It's under an invisibility underwear. <laughs> yes. Okay, cool. Bill, would you wear Harry Potter-themed underwear? <laughs> underwear? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, I would not. No. <laughs> Even if they were like presented to you by your children, they're like, hey, we got you these underwear with a big picture of Hagrid's face on the crotch. <laughs> Hagrid's face is where your dick is, Dad. <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I would in that case, yeah. Okay, okay, for and your children. I would wear it in public, picking them up from school until they <laughs> begged me not to. Outside your pants. Like Honey, a parka and pants. then my Hagrid not crotch. Not Yeah. <laughs> An excellent answer. Go under your other pants. Virginia, would you swear at another human being over Harry Potter? Yes, and I have. <laughs> nice. Possibly you. Really? <laughs> uh, do you want to swear at me right now? Is there anything that I said that no. is swear-worthy right no, now? No, but I'm sure we've had conversations about Harry Potter where I swear. Yeah, yeah, later in the bar. Or swore. <laughs> Bill, would you ever swear at anyone over a Harry Potter disagreement? Like I was mad at them? Yeah. Enough to? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, you just, you just but I I could see myself doing that. Yeah, I mean, let's talk later and get all fucking mad. <laughs> I think I think I got mad. I think I went on a rant once that probably included a lot of swearing about 
And it's just the ending of Harry Potter, the very ending of the series there, when they're all going back to Hogwarts and it's all about chocolate frogs and everything. And I yeah. just feel like, man, they didn't learn anything, did they? <laughs> like, the epilogue part? The 19 Yeah, 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 the oh. epilogue part. Yeah, but. and that has made you heated enough to like really engage with well, people? Well, it felt like that was the missing piece there. It's like, what did we learn about magic, magic civilization? Nothing, real. I mean, as far as I can tell. Right, it's just another, back to business yeah, as normal. One of those little kids is going to be the next Voldemort. Okay. I'm scared, Voldemort, frankly. honey. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> Voldemort. <laughs> Excellent. And this is the final How Obsessed Are You question that I ask everybody on the podcast these days. Let's start with you, Virginia. If you couldn't watch or read Harry Potter without you or someone you love first being punched in the crotch, <laughs> would you still watch or read Harry Potter? Someone I, someone I love? You or someone you love. Oh. It's your choice. Uh, yeah, I'd take that. Sure. So you would take a punch in the crotch to watch and read Harry Potter? Yeah, I totally would. Okay, cool. You're surprisingly okay with it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean. I mean, come on. Come on. What a dumb question. <laughs> it's like five seconds of my life, and then I get to watch Harry Potter. It's great. <laughs> And how about you, Bill? Would you take a punch in the crotch or give it to one you? That sounds like a perfect date night to me. <laughs> I mean, just... Punch me in the crotch for both of us. <laughs> so you guys would sit down, you'd make some popcorn, you'd get some cheese, you'd make sure that all the toilets in the house have some toilet paper. Yeah. You would sit down to watch Prisoner of Azkaban and have varying levels of opinions about the film, and you would happily both be punched in the crotch. Maybe we'd yeah, punch yeah, each yeah. other in the crotch. Oh, you'd punch it's each other. Keep, keep it in the family. You know, the family that crotch punches together <laughs> stays together. Ossie has toilet paper together. <laughs> that is, I think, my new favorite answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, we'd make a pact. We'd work together. Uh, I've been asking people to make a noise to sum up their obsession. Virginia, starting with you, can you make a noise to sum up your obsession with Harry Potter? All I can ah! Sort of like a hippogriff. Aww. That's lovely. And Bill, it's sort of like a hypocrite. <laughs> but I mean, um, it has to be this one. I'm not sure I'm going to get completely right, but it's like, ah, and it is the sound Voldemort makes at the, e at the very end <laughs> that my kids are obsessed on because it is so fucking goofy. He goes, Harry Potter is dead. <laughs> and it actually is in some, it's in one of those. Uh, awkward Voldemort moments. Yeah, awkward Voldemort moments where somebody makes it loop for 75 hours. You know? <laughs> yeah. That is the series to me. I was having a hard day once and I watched that gif and it made my day much worse. It was, <laughs> it, it was mad. I thought it like, this will be funny. And it's like, I can't stop watching it and I'm going insane. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Uh, all right, I've been rating people's obsession. Uh, I give them seven, and then to, for flavor, I give them seven something. So I'm going to say seven horcruxes. Out of seven horcruxes. Bill, I think you're about four out of seven horcruxes obsessed with Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. Does that seem about right to you? Would yeah, you that's disagree? good. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know a lot. Which of the horcruxes are they, though? <laughs> <laughs> I, want this, I want this honed to a fine point. I These want this... are your personal horcruxes. Okay. So the things that you've put your own soul into. Oh, okay. So what, I, what would you put your soul into? Like maybe a DVD of the movie Billy Jack? I <laughs> you like that. Is it on DVD? My, my Harry Potter underwear. <laughs> your uh, Harry Potter underwear. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't, don't want to go any further with this, but, <laughs> but thank you. Fair enough. And uh, Virginia, I think that you are 5.5 out of seven Horcruxes. That obsessed. is precise. I think, Holy shit. I think that's shit. about right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Love it, but probably would be out Horcruxed, if you will, by many of the people in this room. Yeah, they're like, out of seven Horcruxes, there are some ten Horcruxes people in <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, right. For sure. Like, I've already... This I've split my spoils plenty, and I'm going to keep splitting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Why the fuck not? Just keep doing it, man. <laughs> it's fun. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, uh, Virginia, is there anything that you want to plug uh, where people can find you on social media if you want <laughs> if you want people to find you on the social medias? I have a cheesemonger Facebook page. Yeah, well, you that sounds pretty great. You want to learn about cheese. Virginia You're a cheesemonger, Virginia. <laughs> Virginia Corbett Got cheesemonger. Got a cheesemonger, Harry. Uh, otherwise, uh, my Twitter is Virginia Corbett. Awesome. And Bill, where can people find you? At Bill Corbett uh, on Twitter and, uh, yeah, somewhere on Facebook. <laughs> 
Um, they, yeah, and uh, yeah, and if you have a chance, if you haven't seen the uh, Mystery Science Theater reunion show, it's going to be replaying uh, July 12th throughout the country in movie theaters. So take a look. It was really fun. Was yeah. Really fun. Yeah, and if you uh, if you haven't checked out the riffs of the whole Harry Potter series, I think they're really really good and really funny and and add <laughs> greatly to the understanding of Harry Potter. Uh, here are the final questions, Virginia. Mm. If you could turn into an animal, what animal would you turn into and why? I'm going to go bunny again. I think I got a bunny thing tonight. Um, <laughs> cute, and they can hide and dig, and they've got sweet little tails that are white and fluffy. Uh, this is a great logical answer. Uh, Bill, if someone made a statue of you, what would your pose be? Um, this right here. Just naturally podcasting like a, like a podcasting animal I am. Would you want a microphone in the statue, or would you want people wondering why you're kind of leaning intently? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I don't, you know, if, as long as it wouldn't be a place where pigeons shit a lot. <laughs> so maybe some, a spiked microphone. <laughs> yeah, spiked microphone, do it. Nice. And the final question for everyone on the podcast is, what is happiness? Now, do you guys want to answer separately? Do you want to answer together? Yeah. You want to answer separately or together? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Bill. <laughs> I'm scared. So separately. Uh, Bill, go ahead and, and start for you. you. What is happiness? Yeah. Um, it is, well, you know, since this is a Harry Potter themed thing and J.K. Rowling is our inspiration, I'd say happiness is death. <laughs> <laughs> and um, struggle and, yeah. <laughs> that is a great answer. <laughs> I'm terrified. Uh, in Virginia, <laughs> did Bill take your answer? Yes, which is why I'm terrified. What, what is no, happiness? Um, happiness. Um, well, I was actually going to say unconditional love because I was going to do the Harry Potter. Which is death. Okay. So J.K. Rowling's two themes, I guess. Uncon Un unconditional love and, and inevitable death. death. And I'll fucking kill you. Right. <laughs> Those are great answers. Thank you all very much. That is our podcast. Thanks, Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you. You're a wizard, Joseph. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Axio Cheese and Whiskey.